Welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Callan. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. I am a little tired. I did a quick turnaround where I worked my regular shift last night, got off of work, and then woke up at... So I didn't get... I, I was able to leave work about an hour early. So, uh, I didn't go to bed till around 11, was up by 4, and in work by 6.15. So, uh, been up for quite a while. Now, other than that, things here have been pretty good. We are close, very close to the end of the year. Um, I have gotten a little bit of Christmas shopping done. I got uh it all I got a couple things today on Etsy for um some family. So I just have to figure out what I'm gonna get for everyone else. Um and the only thing that I am trying to do right now and just for me personally, so anyone who has a um who has a Kindle or that, that either they read on a Kindle or they have the Kindle app on their phone, you have the option or you have in your, um, in your more options, uh, reading insights. So it tells you in this reading insights, how many, um, books you read for the year. You can do a goal. My goal for the year was 250 books. I have, surpass that um and but it also tells you like how many weeks in a row you've read how many days in a row you've read um so right now i am at 175 weeks i'm at 979 days uh so far this year i've read 375 books i'm trying to get this to an even uh 400 so that means I basically have to read a book a day, which I can do. Um, for the most part, I I do read a lot. I do read pretty fast. So um, I think I'll be able to do that. So I'm that that that's kind of like my goal for the like the rest of the year. Every year I I do the goal of two hundred and fifty books, knowing that there is a very good chance I will surpass it. Do like last year, uh, I got over I think it was like four hundred and thirty books or something like that is what I read for the year. But we also had the three months off from COVID. Um. Well, I had I was laid off for three months. And so I, in that time frame, I was able to read, um, a hundred books and I think all in all it was like 11 weeks I was off of work. 
I had uh, I went I went on Facebook and I saw a friend who said that she had just read her 100th book of the year and and that is a phenomenal amount for I don't know how much time she gets to read um and so my friend she has a one-year-old daughter she works a full-time job and being able to find time to read when you have kids that you have to take care of and and you work a full-time job I mean it can't for it, it's difficult my, there's books that I recommend to my sister that she wants to read but due to her taking care of her son and then her working her full-time job she it, it's on like it's very rare my sister is able to sit down to read a book and I have given her many recommendations of of things that she can read and um we actually there's one series that I uh, recommended to her. I haven't done this series yet. Series yet, and it is the Doctor Schwartzman series by um, Danielle Gerard. And I, I, I eventually I do want to cover that. It is so good. Um, that uh, and and it is a um. I believe you would call it like a forensic. Ah, uh, no. I'm trying to think of, it's like a forensic thriller. I guess is is how you would describe it. Um, and I or a forensic mystery. I guess, um, forensic mystery, forensic thriller, whatever you want to call it. Um, I actually got into. Um, forensic mysteries when I was in high school uh, it was a old boyfriend of mine he gave me um, a book called the angel of death by um, oh shit uh, I think it's Elena Ferguson I think is the author of that um so that's actually the second book in the series. I was able to finally get the first book in the series. And then it was a little while before I was able to get the third and fourth book. Um, and when I mean a little while, I mean it was probably a good five years um, from getting the second book or getting the first two books to getting the third and fourth book. Um but such a good series. It is a young adult one, but a lot of young adult books I still read as a older adult. Um and and I think one of the reasons why I like some of like the young adult books is they they do take on quite a bit of the um issues that you do find in more um adult books but they do it in a way to where even if even if you're like 13 you understand like um it it has this big family dynamic in it also speaking of um 
authors books young adult i don't think the series is quite young adult but i did see an article online um i want to say it was posted by another author i think it was posted by tate james on her facebook page um and uh in it was an art. Uh, she posted an article that was written by, I believe it was Vanity, and another author. Um, her name is Jamin Eve. Now, I have not done a book by Jamin Eve yet. I've read multiple books of hers. She is such a good author. But um, the reason for this article is one of her series. Um, I cannot remember the series off the top of my head right now. Um, is actually being made into a animated series uh, by Peacock. So I'm very excited. I I do have Peacock, so I'm going to try to watch that. And, and it's... It's amazing. Because you, you, I read all these books, and in my mind, I see them as... Um, movies tv shows things like that and then to actually have one of them being turned into a tv series is amazing um i don't know i truthfully i cannot remember if i read this series or not with as many books as i read a lot of them they um meld together so there's a chance that I have read it there's a chance that I haven't I'm not entirely sure I'll have to go through and see if I have but congratulations to Jame and Eve on this um that when I had if you remember if you listened to the episode where I interviewed or if I when I talked to um Ripley Prosopina um, we had talked about uh, the author Coraline June and how um, her series, her bullet series or bullet trilogy um, was from, from what I remember of the conversation um, Ripley had said that there was talks of Coralie's uh, bullet series being turned into movies, I believe. So I'm hoping that is true. If you guys have not read the bullet series by, or the bullet trilogy by Coralie June, please go do it. It has everything you've ever wanted in it. It's got action. It's got adventure. It's got mafia. It's got serial killers. It's got everything. Go read it. Um, I'm going to look up what series it was that Jamie and Eve is getting. Let me see. I probably should have looked this up earlier. Oh, okay. found it okay so it is um the okay now that i found it on sorry i am just all over the place like i do want to find this so i can recommend it like 
see. Okay, it's called, the series is called Supernatural Academy. And it is by Damon Eve. Looking at the cover art of it, I do not believe I have read it yet. It will go on my to-be-read list if it's not on there already. Um, so, yeah, guys, give this series a list, or give this series a read. Also, give the Coraline June series a read. Um, so many books to recommend to you guys if you guys want them. Um, okay, with all this being said and done, we are going to get into our book. So, the book that we have today is Envious Omen by Ashley Amy. Our characters are Octavia, Lear, Belle, Beau, Rin, Milo, Aster, Lucius, Lou, Zeke, Fiona, Lily, Leo, Sal, Minus, Damon, Lucas, and Kara. Where we left off last week, Belle had gone missing after saying he was going to only be in Cuba for two days to um, spy on Sal and the other former members of the circle. And Lear had been hit by a spell that was in a bottle that had a message in it. Uh, His memories are, not all of his memories are gone, just the memories that he has of um, from when he met Octavia to now. All those are gone. So he is like back to like the grade A asshole he was before. When when Octavia wakes up one morning, she finds that the only two people left um, from her circle are Lear and Bo. Now, all the rest of them had gone to Cuba to go find Belle. So Via had tried to talk to the guys and and everything that she tried to say to them they kept on telling her or base i don't think even really think they they even tried to listen to her they just kept on like i'm not going to say ignore her but they just didn't listen to what she was trying to say she had told them multiple times before she did not have a good feeling about sending bell with Belle to go do this. Now, Belle did not go alone. He went with Zeke. Now, Zeke is dating both Fiona and Lou. Bo is, is, has stayed behind. This is for one of two reasons. The first reason is to keep an eye on Octavia. The second reason is to keep an eye on Lear. Now, Octavia knows that she has to do something. So, she has to, she makes this great plan she is going to seduce Bo in order to get um, get where the guys are at so then she can go save the day because she knows better than anyone I'm not going to say okay she doesn't know better than anyone but she has learned a few tricks from her dad so um so she goes and she seduces in, uh, Bo and he tells her, you did not have to seduce me to um, get what you wanted. I would have just told you. So he gives her the address and he goes with her. Now, Leo is the one 
um, Leo tells her that he is going to watch Leo for them. If you don't remember, Leo is her biological father. Um, and so Leo's going to watch Leo until they send someone back. Now, the address that she has been given is an address to a club. Now, it's not just um, Bo and, and Octavia that go. Fiona and Lou go with them. Where they go is they go to a club. Now, in this club, Rin is starting to lose himself to the beast inside of him. So, what the guys do... It's not so much the guys. I believe it's Lucius who does this. Is he calls um, a, a a girl named Kara. Now, Kara is a old fling. I I I'm not sure if you would say fling or or just like bed buddy. I'm not sure how to categorize her uh, relationship with the guys. But um, before Octavia, whenever Rin would start to lose himself to the beast, they would call Kara up. And this is such a bad idea on just so, so many levels. Now, Kara is the granddaughter of the original karma. Yes, the karma that will come back and bite you in the ass. Now, Lou is just like, this is a horrible idea. I should have never have done this. Um, and and he says out loud, you know, it'll be fine as long as Octavia doesn't find out. Right when he says that, Octavia turns off right behind him and is just like, find out what? Now, you can just picture the look on all of the guys' faces, right? Where they, you know the look when you catch someone like red-handed doing some really stupid shit. doesn't matter what sort of stupid shit, but you know the look as soon as they're caught. They're, they've got like the deer in the headlights, ultimate guilty face. We've all, we've all been caught doing some stupid shit before. Um, I think the last time I had a uber guilty face on was, I have done a lot of stupid shit and I'm trying to think of the last thing that I did that was really stupid that I got caught doing. Uh, I'm not getting a recent time, but I can tell you a time from when I was a child. Um, we, I, we have a family reunion each year and I have... Uh, an aunt and uncle that have a lot of land, um, and they live out in a, um, in a, in a city called Genoa, which is, um, I think it's like kind of next to, it's, it's like in between Bowling Green, Toledo, and Perrysburg. And, um, one summer, it was probably like a month or two before, uh, the family reunion. Um, me and my family, we went, we went camping in Tennessee. We stayed there for a week. Awesome. We were in Gatlinburg area. Anyway, we bought fireworks. We brought them back to Ohio, which I know is very illegal, but this was over, fuck, um, 
this had to be 17-ish years ago. 17, 18 years ago. Anyway, um, we mostly bought bottle rockets. Now, where at my parents' house, which is now my mom's house, um, we would take, we had a stone, our, our entire driveway was stone. It's now half stone, half pavement. But we would take an empty beer bottle, um, put it into the stones, kind of get it just right with the stones around it so it'll so you've got it right where you need to now we have power lines there's power lines and and cable lines and whatever other fucking lines all around the damn house so we had to oh man it like you had to like lay down in the gravel just to get it right to where you weren't gonna hit any of these fucking power lines it took some fucking skill so um we had we had all these bottle rockets there's we probably had a good like 300 bottle rockets or or something like that anyway um we all of us all of us cousins God, i there was at least 12 of us maybe cuz in all in all there's like 20 On my mom's side, with I'm gonna do a total of grandkids, um, do grandkids and great grandkids, cause there's just so many of us, and it's we're all just huge family. Um, there's twenty, twenty six, twenty seven of us grandkids, maybe. There's a lot of us. Um, we are like lighting these bottle rockets on any way that we we can using the end of a, a aluminum bat because you know it's got that little hole in it we would shoot them off in there we would set them on the road shoot them off down to down uh the road to the car the cow barn we would hold them in our hands have someone light it and then let go at the last minute so we didn't burn ourselves many of us burned ourselves one of my uncles my uncle steve came up to us one day and we had my cousin gage now we picked on my cousin Gage so so badly as kids I don't know why we just picked on him I I have no idea why like we all gave him such shit and we still do to this day it's just like a pastime with us I mean he's it, it, it it's not in a bad way like we aren't like making fun of him or anything it was it's like a jokey family way so we have Gage holding a bottle rocket and Gage is probably if I was 13 Gage was Gage was probably seven he was seven or eight I, I have no idea how much younger he is than me so so I'm 13 Gage is seven or eight and we have him holding this bottle rocket and we are just about to light it. My uncle Steve comes up and he goes, what are you guys doing? Playing with fireworks. Why is Gage holding a firework in his hand? It's Gage. Like that was, that was our reasoning. It's Gage. And I think, and I think our, my uncle, his Gage's dad was just like, all right, resume. <laughs> we 
did so much stupid shit like that. Like we all had like the guilty faces. Like at all all of our like all the adults knew we were fucking around with fireworks. They didn't know that we were like burning ourselves with them. I mean, this was fuck, this was um like early, early two thousands at least. Any howdy who back to the story. Um the guys tell her no 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 the guys don't tell her the guys don't tell her anything they just kind of have that like oh shit look on their face and she even asks where Ren is so she finally like looks around finds him and finds another woman kind of like pawing at him touching him and he's not throwing her off he's not giving any look to say I'm disgusted with this other woman touching me nothing like that so already Octavia is fucking pissed um so she goes up to them and she tells Ren that she's taking back her promise to be their Pandora and and a couple more she even stabs Kara in like the hand like Kara's just like you can't do anything to me I'm immortal she like literally takes a knife stabs her in the hand and goes oh look you can still bleed like totally epic like I have a small girl crush on Octavia knowing that she could kick my ass so fucking easily I, I I'm just like bow down so uh I mean Carrie even says that she has a girl crush on her Um, and, and she, Octavia hits a little bit below the belt with this and saying that Ren is just like his father and that, um, since he's going to be like his father, he can find a way to break the mating. So she starts to leave and, um, and the guys all try to stop her, but nothing's happening. So Bo stays with the guys and then Fiona and Lou they go with her now she has a plan in place the only people that know this plan are Leo who's not there Bo Lou and Fiona those are the only three people and Bo's not gonna tell them jack shit because he tells them look if you would have listened to her and if you would have trusted her she would have told you guys that she had a better plan than what you fuckers decided to do so when she leaves she goes right to where Sal and Minus are and she tells them we're gonna do a trade now she is trading herself and she's getting i believe she gets this all down in writing so she's trading herself for all of their prisoners now if if sal breaks his promise that or breaks his word that he is releasing all the prisoners that means that he owes her a favor and it's heard by the universe universe and it has to be held up um so if if so that favor has to be held up so she's now in the custody of sal but what he doesn't know is that she 
can walk in the shadow. So technically, she is a shadow walker. Um, basically, it is someone who can travel within a sh- in the shadow dimension. I really do not know more than that. Um, so she goes into the shadow and she has this guy. Now, her guy's name is Manny. When Manny is outside of the shadows, he takes the form of a man. When he's inside, he has the silhouette of a man. Now, uh, when he has, when he is outside the shadows and he is in, he has his man body, he can speak through his mouth. In the shadows, where he is just a silhouette of the man, he communicates like telepathically. Um, after she go after like her first round into the shadows, she comes back into her cell and finds that there's a new prisoner. Now, this is not a prisoner she can barter with because this person was taken um was taken captive after the deal was brokered. So she cannot uh, do anything for her for this person's release. Now this person is Belle's mother, and she know and 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 Octavia knows that before she leaves, she has to save his mom. She also has learned that Gareth is being held hostage, and she goes and she goes into the shadows. She has Manny, and they go and they rescue Gareth. And after that, they go and rescue Belle's mom. Now, they now Sal and the rest of his circle have figured out that she can walk in the shadows, even though it should not be possible. Um, there hasn't been a shadow walker in the last 400 years. And the only way you could become a shadow walker is if you were dead or dying and were kissed by death. So we are really starting to wonder here. So after Octavia saves both or rescues both Gareth and Belle's mom, they get back to where Lou, Fiona, and um, Ren are. Because Ren's got a lot of fucking making up to do. And then they head back to the island from there. Now, Lear still doesn't have any of his memories. And Via has an idea of how to get his memories back. And that's to go to the Fates. Um, If you have ever seen... I'm going to use the um, Disney's version of Hercules. You have the three Fates in there. In this, in the Disney version, there are three old crones who, I'm, they're, you, I, I don't know if you should use the term crones, but there are three older women who share one eye. But, um, in, in this version, in, in this book, the three fates are three blonde, young immortals that have been in a relationship with Ren. None of the guys want to go, but someone has to go with 
with uh, Octavia to do this, and that is Lear and Wren. They're both going to go. And so they visit the Fates, and that visit does not go really as planned as they wanted it to because Lexi shows up, and um, we learn that the Fates have sided with I with Sal, and I don't know if they technically could side with um, with one circle or the other. I'm not. I I would assume that they had to be on neutral ground. The the fates they basically tell them in order for Lear to get his memories back, um, they have to come together and and it can be done one of two ways I guess I'm I'm guessing it can be one of two ways either they can come together sexually or they can finish and complete the circle not and and by completing the circle and ponds not only will that bring back Lear's memories but um, there's also this enormous amount of power inside of Octavia. Now, this power comes from being the daughter of the granddaughter of both Pandora. Okay, well, no, okay. From being a ancestor of both Lilith and the Demon of Deceit. I mean, there's just a uh a whole bunch of power in there. So with um with them completing the circle, it will balance out that power. Also, war is coming. It almost sounds like winter's coming, which technically winter is here in Ohio. We it snowed three or four times already. Anyway. Um and Without them complete, and if they don't complete the circle before the war gets to them, Sal and the old circle will win. And they also tell him that the weapon that Sal is making is a weapon that can kill an immortal, and that weapon's almost complete. The only thing that they need is the Banshee Scepter, and it's something that is now loose since her mother was um, the queen before her mother had died. Now, there was a way for her mother to be saved, and that was for the new circle to be complete, but because of Sal holding Octavia hostage for two weeks, not hostage, no, hostage prisoner for two weeks, um, and then tried to get someone else to become the Pandora. I mean, that really fucked with the timeline of everything. Now, when, when Lexi comes in, they're able both, um, Octavia and the guys are able to escape through the shadows and time works differently in the shadows than it does, um, anywhere else so they've been gone from all the rest of them or uh, everyone else for 10 hours so they um 
So they stay in Death's castle for the night um, before heading back. Now, once they get it back to the island, they do the ceremony to complete the circle. And once the circle is completed, all the curses that the guys were under or the guys had are now gone. Now, if you... Okay, I'm going to try to remember what a lot of the curses are. Um, a lot of them had no physical um, way of showing. Um, I think the only ones that had a more physical way of showing were um, bells and and um, rins. All the other ones were were okay. So Bell's curse was he could never sleep. Ren's curse was his bloodlust and not being able to control his beast. Um, I'm trying to do this all in memory. Um, Aster's was he could never be um, sexually satisfied. Or maybe that was someone else's. I don't know. It, it's... Uh, I think it was like a, two episodes ago I went over what all of the curses were for the guys. So if you guys want to go back and find that, you'll have all of what the guys were. Or the guys' curses were. So Bell... After his curse is broken, he sleeps for the first time in his entire life. So when he wakes up, like, he's energized. He's got, like, you know how you are after, like, you've stayed up for um, so, so many hours. And then you're able to get, like, a lot, uh, like, a good amount of sleep. Like, um, I used to work midnights at a factory. And I was also going to school um, at the same time I was taking college courses at uh, my local community college. And this is after I had left the, um, the college I went to when I was 18. Um, I had some family issues happen, so I left there. Then I went to community college and... In the middle of my semester, I got moved from working day shift to working midnights. Now, I was still working the same days. I worked 10-hour um, shifts, um, and I worked the weekend. So, I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I just worked the midnight equivalent to that. Um, and I had classes on Thursday... No, classes on Wednesday. No, classes on Thursday, sorry. Classes on Thursday from like 7 in the morning to I think it was like 3 in the afternoon. That was kind of what my schedule was. So on on Thursdays when I had to go into work that night, um, I would get up, I would go to school, do my classes, come home. I wouldn't be able to get a nap in because, because by the time I came home, I had about an hour and a half, maybe two hours before I had to go to work and I had stuff I had to do at home. Um, 
so I would go in, I would go into work, and then I would be up for 24, 25 hours, and I'd be able to go home and sleep until I had to go back into work. I also had, I was, um, I was not going to school at this point. Um, I was working, I was working midnights at a travel plaza. And then I got a temp job at a warehouse and for, it was like a week or two, they couldn't change my schedule around because it was like last moment I found out about the temp job and I was working days at the temp job. So I would work a nine to 10 hour shift at the temp job, um, leave or not nine to 10 hour midnight shift at the travel plaza, leave, go home change, go and work eight hours at my temp job, go home, get maybe, oh man, I get maybe three hours of sleep and then I'd be back working midnights. And I did that for like a week or two. And by like the third day, I was ready to kill everyone. I was so tired. But just on on my next day off from both jobs, I was able to just sleep the day away. I did not care if I was tired the next day. I was just going to sleep as much as I could. So Bill hasn't been able to sleep for the past 18 years. Not, not a wink of it. And I wonder if, because I don't know if, uh, I've never really had to look up what um if a baby I'm I'm gonna guess that if you're pregnant a baby can sleep in the womb during pregnancy and also awake during that time. I if if that's true, I probably should have Googled this and I probably should have paid more attention in my anatomy classes in high school. Um but if that's the case then from when um, from when Belle was conceived to now, he's never slept a wink in his life. So, um, they also find out that they all can talk inside their minds. And so they have this, like, they can have, like, whole conversations of them just, like, telepathically, uh, talking to one another. And you know that'd be that that'd be pretty awesome though, if if you're having a conversation and you let you like your mind wander, but but like you, it seems like you have to really concentrate on what you're saying. And if you let your, I don't know if anyone can, like listen in if you let your mind wander because I don't know. I don't. I think you'd have to like. really just like kind of pay attention and just say it out loud of what you wanted to say anyway so um they're having this very dirty conversation when they feel this like bomb go off and these the wall starts shaking um the castle starts collapsing on them and so they run out of the house 
or out of the castle and they get outside and they find that Leo is down. He's injured and um, they're trying to figure out like what is going on. Um, and they and they also find that Belle's mother um, is is dead. She it, it turns out when Sal uh, kidnapped her, held her prisoner, he put this bug-like device in her neck and um, I think it was in her neck. It was it was somewhere in her body and he had detonated it. And because of where it was located, it killed her instantly and it had also pierced uh, Leo and it was like slowly kind of draining life out of him so what this bug type thing was it was like I I guess you can call it a somewhat prototype of the weapon that he is making to kill immortals now in this I, I still am gonna call it a prototype um well I'm just gonna call it a bug in this bug it did not have the full capability of killing a, a, a or an immortal, but Belle's mother was never immortal. Um, he so Leo is slowly fading. He's losing consciousness, and he and he's telling her to keep the barrier barrier up. For purgatory because if that barrier goes down all the animals that live in purgatory are able are going to be released and that is something that simply cannot happen so Salinas and his circle they are coming towards the island and the barrier just completely falls Octavia is not able to hold it up in place um, and so she is trying to think of something that she can do and she comes up with a plan this plan is to move the island to the shadowlands so ren is giving her time he's turning into his dragon he's going to fight she enlists the help of manny and the other shadows to help to help guide everyone into the shadows and she is able to um get the island into the Shadowland and she's able to call Rin along with it and they're able to close the rift between the two worlds. And that is the end of book five. Now in this book, especially at the end, the end is just chaotic because it is it is one thing right after another. It's boom, 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 boom. You've got all these big things taking place. You have Belle's mother who's killed. You have Leo who we think is dying. Well, he ba he kind of is dying and there's we don't know what to do. We have no idea really what's going on. We have Belle who's completely shattered because of the death of his mother. We we learn that there's so much at stake because if that barrier goes down there's nothing stopping any of the creatures that live on this island from going off and attacking others and i'm not entirely sure what all creatures are on 
um, purgatory besides the snakes, but I'm going to guess it's something that is very destructive. The one thing that I had a very big issue with in this book, and it wasn't the writing style or anything like that. Um, for me, the one big issue that I had with this book was, and, and this is part of like a character relationship, it's how the guys treated Octavia in the beginning. Like she had, she had told them in the previous book that she had a, like, she did not have a good feeling about certain things. And she kept on telling them this. And the guys just would not listen. I That is the one issue that I had with it. Because we've seen growth in all these characters. But then they're reverting back to the, oh, well, we've, we're, we're a seven-man band. We don't need to add someone else to it to get their opinion. No, 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 no. You add that other person. You give that other person's opinion. Explain. Especially if they have been able to protect themselves for ages because of them listening to their guide. It's, it, it's mind-boggling. And, and, I, and I think it stems more with Rin than any of the other characters. Because Rin's used to being in charge. He's used to being the alpha of their group. And, and I get it. It's a role that he's always had. But he has no idea how to fucking delegate anything, it, it seems like. Or he doesn't know how to be delegated to if it's not his father or any of the other circle. It, I, there's, I mean, it, it almost seems like in the very beginning of the book, they... With their relationship, they are in a level playing field, and they and then the guys are constantly taking like six steps back at a time with them just making these stupid decisions. One, going off and not telling uh, Octavia. Two, not listening to Octavia when she's telling them something is not adding up or something is not a good idea. Three, calling Kara in. To take care of Rin so then he can get back in charge of his beast. I mean, so many dumb decisions all within like the first like 100 pages. And then from there you get to see this little bit of, you get to see this huge character growth of Octavia. Because she becomes the person in charge. She takes charge of what's going on. She comes up with the brilliant plans of what they do and and how they're doing it. Yes, not everything goes the way they want it to, but they get the end result that they want. Um, we actually don't learn all that much from, from Gareth. Or we don't really hear all that much from Gareth. But I will say this. Um, Gareth actually becomes involved. Now Gareth is gay. As I think I've said in in uh, earlier episodes. And uh, Manny has been in has been like basically stuck in a wall. 
for the last like 400 years. So he doesn't understand how nowadays works. So um, he like Manny is asking, how do you know when you want to uh, basically be with someone? And so they tried to tell him that you have to ask them on a date or something like that. But they don't get the, the like the last part of it out. They're just like, you have to ask them. And then so Manny points at Gareth and goes, I want you. I want you to be my mate or and something. So um, Manny and Gareth actually start to have this relationship together. And you get to see even Manny just grow from, um, I'm going to say Manny is starting out his way of interacting with people were was kind of like toddler-ish he didn't really know what was right what was wrong and so he's slowly growing and and understanding um yeah overall like so far this series like it just this entire series up until right to this point you still are on this roller coaster not not so much of emotions but of action like there's so much going on in each book and you're constantly asking yourself what's going to happen next what's going to happen next and when you find out what does happen next you're completely floored you're just like i did not see that coming like you have all these other different scenarios in your mind of what's going to happen next and what does happen next is something that you did not see coming whatsoever. And it is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, there's not really much else I can say. Uh, we've got a couple more episodes until we are done with the series and we can pick our next book or series. So uh, with all that, I'm going to that's it for this week guys um if you guys want to find me on social media you guys can do that on instagram and twitter at not your normal books podcast you can also email me at not your normal books at gmail.com email me any of your book suggestions any thoughts and feelings you have on your books your even your take on them i want to i want to hear what you guys think uh, also, as always, please rate, subscribe, and review. Every little bit helps other people find this podcast. Also, word of mouth will work just as well. If you like this podcast and you think someone else would like this podcast, let them know. Um, yeah, that's it for me, you guys. I will see you all next week.